Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are we recording? I'm recording. Are you recording? I am recording. And There's was... not a soul out there. <laughs> no one to hear my prayer. Oh, my gosh. Bam, 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 bam. Give me, give me, give me a man after midnight. Welcome to The Crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. I did not introduce us that way on The Crunch Live show. I was just so excited. I know. It, you just get so like... You so get so amped. hyped with the people and the, the noise thing, and the music coming out of the speakers. And I know. You hear our music and you're like, oh my gosh, wow. I forgot. We're real people. I've never listened to this yeah. song with people in the room. And everybody's you know, yelling. Like I'm by myself. Everybody's screaming. Everybody's booing you for not having the music cued at the exact right moment. First, the first six months of the podcast, yeah, I listened to all of our intros in a row because I loved hearing like the the cold open going right into the music. It uh-huh. just made me feel so good. Made you feel like a, a professional. It made me feel like a real radio boy. And mm. then everybody got a podcast, and it stopped being fun. Yes, um, my good good radio boy. But yeah, the other thing that I was worried about with the live show was that not everyone there knows our show, so I was yeah. really making sure to like introduce the show right over explain the show and some people said they came up to us they were like i've literally never listened to your podcast but i'm gonna start I'm yeah like, yes. welcome like, to those grace, people shout out grace yeah welcome to the freaking party shout you're, out grace who you're when only we went three on the years quizzical, late when we went on the quizzical podcast was like i haven't listened to your show and i'm not gonna and well, i'm guess never what? going to well, well guess what now here you are, you are yeah. and you're here for life part of the crew part of the ship blood oh <laughs> blood oh blood oh blood <laughs> So how how is your week post SLS? I finally recovered last like last night. I finally slept enough to be like I can live now. I got yeah. sick right after it, like everyone uh, does. I got sick before SLS, which we That's all know. Right. Well, I also <laughs> got sick before SLS. Yeah, so I was I was sicked out. I was sicko mode. Um, but I'm yeah. good. <laughs> I'm good. I I really only got one night of sleep. I slept till like when when we fly black, fly black, fly back. Was that Friday? So I slept until like 10 on Saturday. Yeah. And then I had meetings all that day. Mm-hmm. So with like mission partners and friends and stuff that I needed to see before I fly out of, or drive out of town on tomorrow. Drive, so I guess thur- Thursday for those of you that are listening to this on Sunday. But I I didn't really get a chance to recover because I had to come back and I had four days. And one of my days was already taken up already. And so I really only had three days to just boom 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 down the line rally move yeah see everybody so i recovered as much as i could that's good my recovery was the plane ride on the way back it was three hours and i was i was sitting in between a husband and a wife and i didn't know that they were husband and wife oh no they didn't ask to switch with you no because when i got on the plane they weren't talking to each other or looking at each other sounds like i'm just kidding my wife right um (laughs) it's segue to the top yeah but the so I sat down and they weren't talking to each other and then halfway through the flight he leans over me and goes and can you hand me my headphones and I was like 
wait a minute. You guys you know guys each other? You guys know each other? You guys crazy. friends? And then they... They're like, yeah, we're married. They're like, yeah, we're those special. are our kids over there across the aisle. And I was like, oh, no way. So that was pretty cool. But it was the, because the guy was... The girl was... Or the mom was reading a book. The dad was watching a movie. I just sat in the middle and I was just like, wow, silence. Like it was... I, I hadn't really sat down and been quiet without quiet, like... Yeah going to sleep well i did sleep a little bit on the plane but it was just so peaceful like the three hours i love flying at night because you get to see all the lights and everything and yeah it was just very serene i got to reflect back on everything that had happened throughout the week and so that's all that i needed and then i got back and i was ready to go again so you had your you had your four hours of introvert time per week yeah (laughs) per per (laughs) quarter per quarter (laughs) yeah this was the this was the first uh focus conference where i didn't lose my voice Oh really? During the conference, remember? So seek first our first I, seek. I, I lost did my lose voice. My, my voice at the conference. And then SLS, I lost my voice. And then last seek when we were supposed to record, I lost my voice, and mm. I was like freaking out. And I was remember that I was doing a bunch of like yep. home you, like, remedies. Put a towel over your face and all to like that steam stuff. my face. And I yeah. roasted you for it live. Yeah, and then and then I I did <coughs> lose my voice this year, but I did get sick immediately after. So that's oh, sucks. I'm sorry. So anyway, and I watched I watched an interesting movie. What'd on you the watch? way back from Seek. I watched A Marriage Story. Oh, are we going to talk about that now? I think, well, we don't have to talk about it now, but I think that that's something that we want to talk we about. We should talk about it, yeah. yeah. I. Uh, this is interesting. I, do you, I, if you go back and you listen to our Seek uh, 2019 live show from a year ago. The Crunch Live, the sequel. The, the sequel. Um, I talked about the feeling of wanting to be everywhere at once and wanting to impress people. Yeah. Which I thought was so interesting because this year, and almost every second year missionary that I talked to felt the same way as me of like, Last year, wanting to be everywhere all at once, wanting to talk to everybody and do yeah. everything. And then this year, all the second years were together and we were talking to each other. And we we're like, man, we don't want to do anything. I want to be nowhere at once yeah. and I want to talk to no one. <laughs> I saw a lot of my my peers, a lot of my fellow missionaries, we all kind of like floated to the chapel around the same time and would nice, stay there yeah. for most of the afternoon until the sessions were over. Then we'd come back and do what we needed to do. But it was just <laughs> yeah. so so different. like. Instead of a lot for myself, I felt like unwell last year, mm-hmm. like a lot of manic energy. Like I need to do it. Like I'm here. Everybody's relying on me. Everybody wants to meet me. I got to meet everybody. And then this year I was, I just didn't care if I met anybody or I didn't care if I saw everybody. Cause one, I know that we're all going to be together in heaven anyway. So like why freak out? Good. About that's SLS? a solid, that's a solid 2014 tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But number two I just don't, <laughs> I, two. I just don't care. Like yeah, you, Oh, I didn't get to see you. Well, too bad. Better luck next time. Yeah. We'll buddy. probably see each other later. Like it's not a, yeah, it was just very chill. It's not, a, it's not as they say a huge deal. Yeah. I don't know how you felt though. That's no, just... the seek, honestly, like I, I know you said like four hours of introvert time on the plane ride back, but like I got, I got so much reading done at seek at SLS. Yeah. This year. I read a lot I, on the plane on the way back. I like going going to the chapel in the middle of a seat conference. And it's great because it's a huge chapel, and so like yes. anybody can go. It's so yes. big. There's yeah. a ton of people there, but you do feel so like alone with Christ, which is what's nice about the Eucharist. Absolutely, you just feel so alone with Christ. And yeah, Huge. I read. I Father Harrison lent me a book. Me and Father Harrison nerded out during all of Seek. Yeah, or me, SLS. And, me and Father Anthony nerded out about making fun of you and Father Harrison. So <laughs> it all works. This, out. It's very on brand. Yeah. It is this. We are who we are in real nerds. life. Nerds, nerds, and and the jocks, the, the chads and the virgins. <laughs> the chads and the... <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man, Python Club. How's Python Club going? No, oh, I've been uh, I've been every week for the last <laughs> six weeks, except for most of those weeks that I haven't. Gone. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this, but he definitely put it on Twitter. Father Anthony like threw his back. Oh yeah, deadlift he, today. Yeah. yeah, and I texted him. He was like, "My back hurts," and I'm like, "Haha, oh, you're okay. old." And then I was like, "Wait, no, did this happen during a deadlift?" And he was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "But." No, that's really bad. That's really dangerous. Like the deadlift is one of the most dangerous lifts. I'm so afraid of it happening. Like something deadlift. bad happening to me. I don't deadlift. They don't. They don't call it alive for another twenty years. Lift. <laughs> Come on. They don't let you deadlift at Planet Fitness. <laughs> do it really? Yeah. They don't let you do deadlifts or overhead presses at Planet Fitness. Oh. Which are two of like the most beneficial exercises for yeah. weight training. Okay, if deadlift is so dangerous, but it's also so beneficial, what's the is it like what is it like that octopus that if you eat and it's cooked wrong, it kills you? Is what's yeah. the deal here? But imagine if that octopus also like worked out your entire body all at once. What if I don't want my entire body to be worked out by one exercise? What if it's I want to do such an efficient exercise? But, but like, it could kill you. It's called no, a deadlift. It's not no, it's not called a deadlift because it could kill you. It's called a deadlift because you're picking something up off the ground. Deadlifting deadlifting trains you on how to pick stuff up. So like this is this is honest. When you're <laughs> should when only you be called kids, a deadlift if you're picking up a corpse. <laughs> what do you when you have kids, if you if you know how to deadlift, yeah, you will always pick up your kids correctly. That's why parents throw out their back so easily. Just lift with your legs. When you yeah, but when you bend over to pick up a kid and you lift with your back, you're training your body to lift with your back. And if you do that off if you do that with like a kid, what happens is that kid grows in weight over time and you don't notice it incrementally, but over time it wears down your back. So you gotta learn how to like pick things up off the ground. Right. Especially fifty pound things, like right. a child. Yeah. Because you're not going to notice it over time. So but you're telling you me that Father it. Anthony was lifting with his back. Yeah. So what he said was, what I do, he was like, my legs were tired because he did leg day before back day, which is a no-no. And he's like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, um, I forget what he said. I'm just going to rip it. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> Let it rip. Beyblades, baby. And then <laughs> Beyblade style. And then he just, he did. His lat fell out of his back. i hate it when i when my muscles prolapse out of my back so sometimes the attitude of i'm just gonna do it no matter what the cost is very healthy but in other times sometimes not good don't do that very very so if you want to work out don't make sure make sure don't just stay on (laughs) don't don't work out don't have children don't pick anything up off the ground yeah don't do it i did uh i did manage to finish voyage to alpha centauri yeah that was good oh if you haven't read it, have you read it? You need to read it. I have it. not. It's, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, have you read it? You need to read it. <laughs> I, I, know I have it, two other books on my list right now. I know you have a lot of books on your list, but you want to read 100 books this year, and so you're mm-hmm. probably going to be looking for something to fill. And it's a, it's a quick read. Even It's a thick book, but it's like it sucks oh. you in. I read it uh, pretty shortly after I got back. I'm trying to give equal credence to like – not credence. I'm trying to give equal time to like fiction and nonfiction because I'm yeah. really bad at reading uh, reading fiction. Well, you can help me out because I can give you good fiction to read and then you can give me good nonfiction to read. I don't know if I can give you good nonfiction to read. Then, okay, if you wouldn't recommend it, then why are you <laughs> reading that smut, Patrick? I don't I don't know what – I mean, do you, you want to read the Fabio's theology? Are you reading Fabio's biography? Is that what's going re- on? Do you want to – yes, that's <laughs> next on my list. Do you want to read the theology of history in St. Bonaventure, Ethan? Do you want to read that? By Joseph Ratzinger. Is there an intro to that book, maybe? Like a children's version? <laughs> like Bonnie Venture, maybe? Instead like Bonnie of Venture? Yeah, like for First a young of all, girl I think I think Bonnie. Bonaventure I think Beers with Bonaventure needs to be the next podcast. You've been saying that since talk about since me making a twenty fourteen Twitter joke. Hey, hey, hey. No, this is my this is my honest opinion. I think I think that I think that Thomas Aquinas has had his day and it's time to move on to his buddy Bonaventure. 
Who? When are we going to start drinking with any other saints? Um, there's a whole book called Drinking with the Saints, but Punch no. of Aquinas does talk about other saints. I believe that. Yeah. What about like, I don't know. G.K. Chesterton. No, that's not a saint. That's the, because not he a saint. doesn't like the Jews. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> yeah, his, his canonization. His canonization was blocked because of quote anti-Semitic comments. Where? I don't know. He said he said some stuff about like quote unquote the Jews, but like mm-hmm. in the sense that the Jews who rejected Jesus sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, it was at a time when uh, anti-Semitism was very um, you know uh, deadly. Popular. Hitler, and yeah, yeah. so it was like yeah. It wasn't, it Yikes. wasn't, uh, l- history has not looked kindly upon him, at least for the time being. Um, but yeah, I thought, I, th- I made a ton of jokes when Chesterton's canonization got blocked, which is kind of bad, but I think he would laugh at it too. I'm sure he would. What, uh, speaking of saints and drinking, um, can you, <laughs> do you remember that time that we went to a speakeasy at SLS? Wait, yeah. I was going to be worried if you didn't remember it. <laughs> Patrick, that was funny. Patrick convinced me to buy $40 worth of Fireball. It was 35 It was, well, the tip. <laughs> and we consumed it with four other people. We did. It wasn't It was very us. expensive. It was very expensive Fireball shots. Yeah. Uh, but we were, so we were at a bar with some of, with my teammate Alexander and some of our students. And we were at this speakeasy. And we were swapping stories, having a good time, laughing it up. Each of us was kind of sipping like a mixed drink of some kind. Uh-huh. Um, but then Patrick stands up and is like, let's do some shots. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all like, uh, all right. And so we went to the bar. That is we got not some how shots. it went. That is exactly how it went. <laughs> is you, it went. There was a lull in the conversation. You said, all right, so do you guys want shots or what's up? <laughs> it's like you sounded like the one from a state school for once and not me. But, okay, listen, the drink. So the guy that neat, went to Francisco. I got a neat tequila that was $3. Okay, that's cheap. And I thought the shots were going to be through. Why are we talking about drinking on the Crunch Catholic podcast? This I'm is sorry. a wholesome family podcast. It's, it is a wholesome family podcast. We didn't get drunk. I'm just saying you forced no, my hand didn't. to buy I, fireball shots. That night, I reached an equilibrium. Do you understand what I mean? The point you know of hilarity. Thomas says, do you know when Thomas says the point of hilarity? I understand what he meant. We hit it. We hit I it was, perfectly. We hit it, we hit it great, and I went to bed a happy man. And we I woke were, up, and I got on a flight. Alexander running down the street looking like someone who had mugged Mr. Rogers was <laughs> so funny. There was so many points the night where like Andrew, I would like, I was like, I'd like look over. Who? And sorry, I said Andrew again. Alex. Yes. Yeah, you said Andrew. No, I said Alexander. You definitely said Andrew. Well, tough. I keep mixing up his name. I'm so sorry, Alexander. Yeah, he anyway, He's not so who else were we with? Michael and Ryan. Michael, that's right. Okay, so I looked over and I would see them, and then I'd turn around and Alexander would be there, and I was like, "Have you been here the whole time?" And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> Because he would sneak away He's and so not good be a part that. of the conversation, yeah. and then he would appear he again, would appear and I'm like, again. Yep. you're you're freaking, you're messing with my mind. He's and then <laughs> at the end of the night, I was so fascinated by how fat my pinky you were, was. You still were am. showing everybody your pinky. I was, dude, if, guys, next time you see me, come up and look at my, don't make fun of it because I'm sensitive, His but if you look fat. at the pinky, if you look at my pinky, it is so much fatter than my other fingers. We were walking through the streets it's of weird. Phoenix yelling, does anybody know the difference between clams and oysters? You were doing that All that right. was not us that might have been me <laughs> but we were having some good callbacks we, just All some right. good throwback jokes you know what else is full of some good throwback jokes? oh baby the hot take time machine the hot tub take machine
Hot Take Time, time machine? machine? Welcome to the Hot Take Time Machine. The Hot Take Time Machine is the part of the show where we take a look back on the prime of our social media posting. If you have a hot take five years or older, which now includes the year 2015, the first part of it, send it in to info at thecrunchcast.com. Ethan. Do you have a hot take for the people? Yeah, I did that without a script, by the way. That was that was really impressive. Uh, Thank you. Given that we do it every week. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is why people think you're mean to me. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just you just lay these softballs up, and then you hand me an aluminum bat, and it's like, do pow, I do pow. I hit do I hit it or not? Um, sometimes I miss, and I hit you instead of the ball. Um, <laughs> here's my here's my tweet. This is from January 16th, 2015. It's five wow. years ago, which is crazy. Wow. Um, you graduated high school five years ago. Yes. 10.30 p.m. <laughs> late, little late light tweeting for high school, Ethan. No, wait, no, this is college. Um, oh, that's crazy. Tired of group chats, get-togethers, and overly sentimental people. No, tired of group chats, get-togethers, overly sentimental people, and hypocrites. And the semester hasn't even started yet. <laughs> Two likes. Oh, no man. retweets. I love, I love when people get mad at hypocrisy Gosh. because, like, hypocrisy is one of the few things that is universally human. Right. You know, it's 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 when when people like this is the common like outside of the whole people religious people hate science. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest mm-hmm. uh, fedora bro atheist mm-hmm. response to Christianity. The like, Christians oh, there's are a bunch hypocrites. Hypocrites. They're bunch of hypocrites. Like, you could be a good person without christ it's like well, yeah, yeah that was never an issue that was never a question can you be a good person without christianity that's actually like christ even says like why do you love those who love you the pagans do the same like mm-hmm. we know that pagans can be good people right right but there's 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 something freeing christianity about understanding you're a hypocrite anyway i was a soapbox i didn't even know it's not a soapbox it's i think it's a good point because i was just yeah. well hypocrisy was only one of the the five points that i brought up but it's such a it's such a powerful word. It is. It, it really is, and I think that's why it wasn't popular. Group chats, yeah. get-togethers. Why do I hate get-togethers? Why do um, you hate? Gr- I get why you hate group chats, but like putting group chats on the same level as hypocrisy is incredibly putting, funny. Putting to get-togethers me. on the same level as hypocrisy. Who doesn't like to get together? Let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think I know what this is about, right? At college or at any college, there's going to be, um sort of a faux camaraderie amongst people who are involved um, in leadership positions across the campus. Is that fair to say? Sure. Yes. I don't know what it's like at Steubenville, but at K-State, there's like a couple of Me organizations either. that you could be in um, that were like student government, the student, like the honorary societies, the alumni association, um, fraternity sororities, all those sorts of things. Yeah. And the people who knew each other through those avenues were always just like super supportive, super positive, sentimental. Um, I, I'm sure hypocrisy is just something that, yeah, everybody did. I don't know why it's I felt the need to include yeah. that. But like there would be a group chat for everything and you'd be in the same – you'd be in 10 group chats with the same people. And it's like why don't we just have one? <laughs> it's all for different stuff. And I just that was at the point where I started to see through a lot of it. Because uh-huh. um, I liked being a part of it at the beginning, I was like, "Wow, I feel like I belong. I feel like this is a sense of community." I and feel then, important. And I, yeah, yeah, I feel important. But then, um, even before this is even this is nine months before my big reconversion, my sophomore year. So I was starting to like not like it, 
but I just didn't know where to put that energy and I just put it in the wrong place. And so the whole point is like finding the right way to have that energy. Anyway, this is not like a funny hot take. It's just like, wow, look at me with my social angst, putting, <laughs> putting hanging out on the same level as hypocrisy and then not doing anything about it for 11 months. So yeah. shout out. I mean, I can see what you mean. When I when when you first read the tweet, I thought you were referring to like ceremony and like no self congratulatory stuff. Well, which that too. I kind of don't like. Sure. But yeah, I mean, I guess I I always I always hated like fancy parties where everyone gets together in like fancy clothes and like talks about how great the thing they're doing is, you know, like benefits and stuff like that. Yeah. It always felt kind of fake. Mm-hmm. Um, it it is. It's it's just that that's the the good part about being involved in like a, a christian community because authenticity is just kind of a part of the deal yeah and it's no longer... i think the only place you should ever dress up is for mass you should you should be able to go to the opera in a flannel and jeans really yeah absolutely i'm, I'm looking forward to your wedding then that's a mass all right true yeah i'm looking forward so, to the reception uh, then yeah i'm, I'm, I'm taking off wear... what do we here's an idea uh-huh. Can, so uh, you've talked about how I'm wearing like a white shirt, suspenders, yeah, a some t- a bolo tie and pants. Yeah, a bolo tie. Yeah, exactly. Can I have it maybe a, it was a bow tie? By the way, but yeah. Can I have maybe an under outfit, like an a, under outfit? Yeah, so that like when we get to the to the ceremony, me and reception Nick. No, the reception. Well, maybe both. <laughs> we can like have a group of boys like rip off, and then maybe underneath we're all wearing like. You want to do that Pinterest picture where we're all a superhero? You want Not to be that normie? I was thinking we could all get costumes from the DC film Aquaman, and because <laughs> it's in Florida, which is close yeah. to water, and we're gonna feel like we're swimming because of the humidity. We're gonna feel like we're swimming in fun and love. Uh huh. And I would like to have a trident. <laughs> Nick Nick's D and D character carries a trident. Really? Yeah, he was so excited when I told him. I was like, "Do you want to try?" <laughs> Nick nicknamed. Nick played a ha- um, a, a terrifying half orc barbarian named Keith. Okay. <laughs> and then we changed his name to Keith, like Chief Keith. Okay. <laughs> and uh, the entire the entire campaign, he he started off the campaign with Phoebe's sister's character saying, Phoebe's sister's character decided to turn his drink to his alcoholic drink to like get rid of all the alcohol in it, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Why did you take all the alcohol out of my drink?" And her character goes because your father didn't want you to drink and he looks at her and he goes you knew my father and she goes yeah he was my teacher i was i was his student and he looks at me and goes i never knew my father <laughs> <laughs> and it was the it was just so your good. brother is so funny they're both hilarious they both killed that D campaign my- i finally finished the D campaign and it was the best thing ever and if you want Hey, let's do let's do a crunch D and D campaign. It'll be you, me, Father Harrison, Father Anthony, Luke, and Gomer, and then one lucky listener. You know, I gotta say that I'm really uninterested in that. But one thing that I am really interested in is content. Is no, <laughs> is that they already do that. It's called the Adventure Zone. They already do podcast Dungeons and Dragons, and it's way better than what we can do. Um, you should listen to it if you haven't, because you'd love it. I, I have, I've heard of it. Okay, yeah. I want our my brother Alex and your brother Nick to like kind of square off. In a comedy. <laughs> last night I was driving. To, last night I was driving to get ice cream because it mm-hmm. was it was Ryan's last day before school started this semester, and me and Alex were like, "All right, whatever you want to do, like let's do it." So we played Minecraft and got ice cream, and we were driving and we were listening to that ABBA song that I was singing, <laughs> and 
I got a hot fudge Sunday, and we were driving back, and Alex, we were just being goofy, laughing, having a great time, and Alex asked me, he goes, what'd you get on that Sunday? And I said, hot fudge. And he goes, what's that made out of? <laughs> and then he, I'll try to splice in the audio if I what can. What is hot fudge made out <laughs> it's of? It's just chocolate. But oh, do you remember in the what wild? What is Obama's last name? Do you remember in the wild thornberries, the feral kid named Donnie that they adopted? Uh-huh. So yeah. there's a, there's a, youtube clip of one scene where he like is freaking out and he grabs a plate and then throws it <laughs> and he goes <laughs> and it's it's so funny to hear my brother make that noise because he does it almost exactly how they Perfectly. do it in the cartoon so he asked me what's hot fudge made out of and then i started laughing and then he went yeah and I was laughing so hard that I was crying and my stomach like spasmed. Like I couldn't breathe because I was Were laughing. Were you driving? I was driving. It's so dangerous. <laughs> I know. I, I, you I had to turn drive. on the hazards yeah. and pull <laughs> pull to the side. You can't drive with Sean or Nick because they'll yeah. make you do that. That's, uh, <laughs> so that's why I think our brother should hang out. Definitely. So maybe we'll my brother will be. We'll put together and we'll see who crashes first. My brother will be a plus one to your wedding and we'll drive around until one of us gets in a car crash. <laughs> that's your bachelor party by the way <laughs> yeah bachelor party all right so i have two i have okay, two yeah. hot takes, hot takes. Here we go. i have two hot takes from uh listeners so first off uh we got a hot take from claire jolly shout out claire from december 9th it's one of my students i'm enchanted by little baby chicks oh three likes it's quotation marks oh what's um, what's it a quote of i don't know but i i think it's every <laughs> Every boy on Twitter.com. <laughs> <laughs> every man in Hollywood. Every e. every thirsty. <laughs> and this next hot take. These are quick points. These are quick ones. Okay. Uh, this next hot take comes from our friend Julia Hyde. Shout out. Or sorry, Julie Hyde. Shout out, Julie. January 5th, 2013. Uh, I'm not sure you guys understand how hard it is to work your phone with your big toe. <laughs> especially when texting or playing temple run what so what else would there what other precision things are there to do on a phone flappy bird could you imagine playing flappy bird with your big toe yes i can because all you have to do is tap it like literally the toe tapping is a thing that exists and that lots of yeah. people do and all you have to do on flappy bird is tap your toe tap 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 um Fortnite. that'd be hard do i get two toes do I do I get ten toes? You have ten, but you can only use one. You gotta pick, <laughs> I gotta pick one. one. I'm gonna use my. I'm gonna use one of the useless four toes. The, the middle the three. Middle, the middle three, like the most useless. What the things. heck are they like, for? What are they? they <laughs> here's a question. What the heck are they three? <laughs> I have a question. So yeah, you know yeah. how sometimes in video games where you can allocate skill points to different things. <laughs> What if you took the skill points from your toes? What if I took my middle three toes and I was able to allocate that flesh and bone to like another part of my body <laughs> to reinforce something that I'm actually going to use, like my brain yeah. or my arms or yeah. my my nose? Like I was going to say, you could take some skill points from your nose. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. Yep, 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 there it is. But that's – if so some people say like, oh, you need your little – your pinky toe for balance, right? You do, apparently. But if I, what if I just had kind of like a – uh, like a big <laughs> toe, just fork, two fork, two for it's two pronged yeah. foot. It would be harder to stub your toes. It would be harder to stub your toes. Also, you could, I feel like you could make that Easier into like a shelf nails. or like a carrying unit of like small 
cartridge yeah, items. Yeah, you could like smuggle stuff. You could smuggle you know? stuff. Like pens. I'm sure. Do you think that the anything... cartels cut off people's three middle toes so that they could put drugs in the in the slot? If not, we just gave them an we idea. We just gave them the so best sorry. idea. The, I just got a text if, from the FBI. El Chapo, if you're listening, Where are and you? I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I. All, the only thing my little toe's given me is a big old bunion, so I'm not too happy with my little toe. <laughs> I, I need to go to the podiatrist. I need someone who's experienced in – so this moth goes to a podiatrist's office. Um, <laughs> I need someone who's experienced in foot science to tell me that if I cut off my three middle toes – and reattach them somewhere else on my body that I will still have balance when walking and running. Um, I need all five of my left fingers, or I need I need all five of my fingers on my left hand to go to my right hand so that my left hand can just be a fist for punching. <laughs> you want to know. Dwight Schrute. Oh, okay. My favorite part of this podcast is giving office quotes that you then laugh at so that you know you actually do like I didn't really laugh. I just went, <laughs> not really a laugh. That counts. I, uh... You gotta get it where you can. There, there may be a possibility in the future in which I watch The Office for some. Phoebe finally watched The Office. Did she? Again. Yeah, and she was like, "I kind of liked it." Another guest. You can't watch the first season; it's illegal. Really? The first season's yeah. bad. Yeah, it's well. I mean, no, it's not bad. It's just like it, just, it took them a while to get their stride. Uh. So, the, the Office UK was made to just be a short series. So, like the short series where there's a super annoying character. It's not. Didn't work. It's great. It, no, it worked, okay. but then it wouldn't have lasted nine seasons if they did the same thing with Michael Scott. So. The first six seasons, they did like a super annoying, sexist, jerk, ugly Michael Scott. But then they changed him into kind of like a lovable, redeemable character, and it worked mm. better. So, so you're telling me that I've, I shouldn't I've watch some the, people, the first six seasons I should not watch? No, 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 no. Season two through like six is great. And then you have to like be an Office fan to watch one and then eight and nine or oh. seven, eight, nine. Okay. Because Michael leaves. Like the Office one through four is like the really great two through four is like the great. Anyway. I think it was you that said you don't like TV shows that what people say you can't start with the first season. That sounds like something I would say. I think that's a dumb opinion. I think it's uh, – I'm going to defend myself in the past and say that I was right. Great opinion. Thanks. <laughs> no, I don't because know. Because – I can't think of another show that's, like, highly regarded. I guess Seinfeld. Yeah. Friends. So the Parks Simpsons. and Rec wasn't good in the first season. Neither was How I Met Your Mother. Neither uh, Friends was just bad. Friends was bad for time. the first ten seasons. Um, um, yeah, it got really good after they stopped. It got really good after the eleventh <laughs> season because of the nostalgia effect. Yeah, but no, I think I think that things that are episodic, like our podcast, hmm? it takes a while for it to find its voice. Yeah, it's taken and us so three say, and a half years, and we still haven't. We found still it. haven't. If anybody it. has seen my vo- has anybody <laughs> seen my voice? What's What's the number for nine one one? Um. Great. Okay, so you posted a tweet on Twitter.com. This is uh, a hot take. This is Patrick's hot take time machine, which going back in time to my Twitter account and then fast forwarding to today. Five minutes ago. <laughs> to today's tweet that I did. I you tweeted you tweeted something that people thought was serious, <laughs> and I'm gonna go back to Twitter.com oh, because boy. I want to see how many more people thought it was serious. Um, yes, I've gotten a, I've gotten since since we started this podcast, I've gotten at least two more legitimate advice tweets. So you like you have two kinds of tweets. You have three okay. kinds of tweets. You please explain my t- please explain my Twitter account to me. You have absolutely dumb tweets. Like what? That are just you have absolutely dumb tweets. Like um, what if we watered the cows and milked the plants? Yes. Okay. Favorite or if Vatican II was so good, how come they didn't make a Vatican II too? Okay. Yeah. Then you have the AirPods tweets where you're like you make everyone cancel you. Right. And then you have. You have joking tweets that are making a point. Yes. But they're but people, masquerading as a joke. Yes. Um, 
But people don't realize that they're... But people don't realize yeah. it, yeah. Also, I made Father Anthony just change his profile picture, and I think I had something to do with it. Do you, I did. Do you, you get an award for that? I get an award for that. Yeah, so he posted a picture of Mario angry, and it says no on the top yes. of it. And I was like, that's you. That's Father did Anthony. Did he change and it then, to him? And then Brendan Acampo at Captain Vatican, shout out at Captain Vatican, I think he listens, um, made it into Father Anthony with his hair and beard oh, and everything. that's cool. Yeah. It, oh, this is so good. Oh, Brandon, I see it. I see it. That's that's really funny. Actually, Brandon Brandon is one of the most talented artists on <coughs> Catholic Twitter. He's a great guy. He's the one who did all of us as like, uh, um, what's it called? He's the one who did all of us as uh, as Avengers characters. Mm. And Brandon, I think you should make more crunch fan art because if you do, I will tweet it everywhere Brandon and will, it'll make my pride. Brandon will pay you to redo our logo. If, Brandon, if you're listening. That might not be true. It's it's true. I've got money. Depends on depends on how good you do it. Depends. No. Well, I'm gonna pay you and I'm gonna trust you, Patrick. Okay. <laughs> Patrick's gonna compliment you and then not trust you. I'm gonna compliment you and then give you money. Who do you wow, like more? Wow, that's great. I'm a, I'm the favorite podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> this is you're like you're the stepdad podcast yeah. that lets me eat sugar. Let's go to Laser Tag, kids. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so Ethan Ethan posted being a young adult Catholic is so hard. LOL. Goofy emoji. Can I get some encouragement from the sweeties on here? <laughs> With like a big eye emoji face. Pouting. And it was very to me at least because I know Ethan. Yes. I don't think everyone. I don't think everybody that. knows me and it gets my sense of humor. Um. My dad came home for lunch and was like, "That was a joke, right?" Everybody was replying to you like it was serious. It looked like you were joking. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You got it. Um, yeah, I just, I, then you brought up the point, the point that you're trying to make here, if I'm right, please, if you, if I'm wrong, I'll let me know, which yeah. you will, um, is that <laughs> people on Twitter post that being a young adult Catholic is hard because it's appealing to people's sense of complaint and people just kind of parrot that opinion, even though it's not so, it's like, all things considered, St. Sebastian was shot with arrows over and over again. You know, it's like, it's not as hard to be young adult Catholic anymore. Mm-hmm. It's still difficult. It's not easy. But I think people blow it out of proportion for the Twitter engagement. Yeah. My whole point is, I, I just, so everyone's like, ah, everyone, Father Harrison was like, get back on Twitter, get back on Twitter. And like, I get back on Twitter and I see all these, I'm not going to call them men, I'm going to call them boys. All these uh, boys who are posting tweets like, you know, Ethan hates women and boys (laughs) (laughs) just covering two out of the four genders Um, that I've podcasters and gamers are the other two. Uh, (laughs) I was going to let that one sink in. That was so funny. Thank you. I'm sorry. You're all right. Um, Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. The Yeah, I see these boys posting tweets about how they want to get involved in a Catholic young adult community, or they want to go to Mass, or they want to talk to people after Mass, but like they're scared or they're shy or whatever. And instead of finding solace uh elsewhere they go to twitter and they're like hey can i have some encouragement like asking for for it from people i think we've gotten that question before really how can i approach a girl a cute girl at mass and the answer is always no i don't know man just do it this is the thing is that the people that i'm seeing it's like they're on the surface they're looking for community right 
but the the tweets that they reply to, you know, on their original tweet, <laughs> it's just to all the the girls, all the ladies. And so I'm like, what are you really looking for? Because it sounds like you want community, but what you actually want is an attractive member of the opposite sex who shares the same faith with you. Thirst trap community tweets. Yes, and so I was just yes. I was just poking fun at that because I my whole job is to uh, try to get boys to act like men right to take responsibility mm-hmm. for the faith on your own to understand that it's not about you and not about getting what you want and that you're going to have to sacrifice a lot in order to be a part of a real community which means that you might have to be friends with people that you on on initial glance would not be friends with yeah one of the most offensive and true things that father anthony ever said to me was he was like here's what i don't like about lay people and i was like all right <laughs> here we go, go. <laughs> strap in buckle up <laughs> i don't think he started like that but that's how i heard it he was like, every, every, all you guys think that a community means a group of people that I get along with all the time. That are attractive and, like, and so I can date true. some of them. Like, you don't get to choose the people no. that you enter a religious community with. You don't get to test all of them and go on, like, like at, at households at Franciscan, you go on, like, interview dates yeah. with your household sisters before you join. That's not a thing. It's crap. You know, you you discern a community and you enter it. And then if you don't like anyone, there you go. Like that's who you're, you're with. Still there. But, that, but God put you there. Yes. For a purpose. Yes. And because like the people that don't like rub up against you like sandpaper and they make you they smooth out your edges and they, you know, change you. And so sometimes like You're like rubber, I'm like glue. Whatever sandpaper you rub on me S- sticks to sticks, you. Sticks to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think a community occasionally sometimes you have to like you have this picture of the idyllic platonic community, mm. right? The platonic form of community. Right. And you have to make some concessions because that doesn't always exist. You don't always have like the super this like the one hundred percent like supermodel community where everyone's happy and everyone's friends. That doesn't exist. Everybody, sometimes you're gonna have to be people just in want... community with people who are older than yeah, you. Yeah. Exactly. Or young yeah. They see the You might have to join the Knights of Columbus as a nineteen <gasps> year old Gasp. and hang out with old guys until you meet someone your age. Exactly. Sometimes you just have to do that. People see The Bachelor and they're like, I want that, but chaste. <laughs> you know, it's like you can't have that. It's it's yeah. this weird perceived like good that the world is offering of community. Right. And you see it in college, too, of fraternities and sororities. And like you can be in this club or you can be in that club. And like and in no world would that be a chaste they, situation. Even I, if you weren't having they, sex with them. You yes, would, I you know. Would be emotionally dating all of them like k-state advertises the fact that there's like 400 some clubs that you can get involved in so you can be exactly where you want to be and on Mm. some level that's good but because it's i i think it's important too to have at a place like k-state where maybe there's not that many international students or students who are not white like it is good to have a community (laughs) of people who are like you that you get along with you know that you share something with yeah but if you're talking about christian community as a whole it's it's not going to automatically start that way, and that's not how it's guaranteed to end up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you think about the early Christians in, you know, Rome or Ephesus or wherever, right? It's kind of like you found the people that were also Christian, and you just kind of stuck with them regardless. I'm sure they weren't too happy when that Saul guy showed up who killed all their friends. Yeah. You know, drug them away to jail. Exactly. <laughs> but it's like you, you had uh, – maybe you didn't like uh, – Priscilla and Aquila, too bad. They're they're all you got, you know. <laughs> they're they're providing and housing for you. You got to be friends with them. I think you're exactly right. Romans. Um, it might mean and it's it might mean just one other point. Like it might mean you need to start learning Spanish to be friends with the Hispanic community at your church. It might mean 
yeah, like you need to be friends with older people, younger people. Um, I'm sure they would love to help you learn Spanish. I'm sure they would. Yeah. But that's just, Unless, that's uh, the thing. I don't know. Everyone except for the French would be happy to speak your language. <laughs> uh, hon, hon. Hon. <laughs> Remember when I was trying to do French words <laughs> at the live show? The French need to chill. World War Three is coming, and they didn't fare well in the last two. That's true. <laughs> Somehow the a war in Iran is going to make its way over to France and just decimate Over to France. Them. Poor guys. I saw this meme that was like Germany realizing they're not the bad guys in World War Three, and then <laughs> I was watching this YouTube commentator, and he was like, they'll figure it out. They'll find a way. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, and I think it's like part of it, I'm not going to say this is the whole problem, phone, bad, book, good, but social media has convinced us that we can customize our experience. Yeah. Yeah, And so much so that we can custom, like if you don't like someone, you can just block them and then your world doesn't change. But like the real world isn't like Twitter, um, obviously, uh, because every time I go to the real world and spend more time in it and then go back to Twitter, I'm like, what is this place? Yeah. But the real world, you have to be with people you don't like all the time. I mean, in an office, you are with people that you don't always like or get along with. Yeah. I'm not. I love everyone in my office, but that's just because I'm lucky. Yeah. So the tweet was basically just to make fun of those people. Um, not make sorry fun. if you thought it was serious. Yeah. Sorry if you thought it was serious. I make fun is a harsh word, but it's just it's such a stark contrast between what I saw all week at SLS and my whole job every single day. Like, really encouraging men to stop being selfish and take a step out and meet people that they wouldn't otherwise talk to and then seeing people trying to get patted on the back for considering getting involved in a Catholic community. Like you, you shouldn't get a cookie for um, thinking that you're doing something well and posting about it on Twitter. What are you doing? I made an aluminum foil brain on accident. Look. All right. What's our next segment? I... <laughs> so I watched this movie on the plane ride back from SLS. Oh yeah. Hold on. Introduce yeah. the segment. Oh, uh, welcome to Crunch on That. I hate that this is a recurring bit. All right, let's start. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you hate it is I'm going to make you keep doing it. If you liked dance, it, we monkey, wouldn't dance. do it. No, that's the thing is if you were like, if you begged me every week to do the theme song, Can I'd I be like, no. Can I sing Ethy? Yeah, no. no. <laughs> Your weird Catholic Twitter nickname is Ethy. It is. Uh, so I watched a, I watched a, a movie. Welcome to Crunch on that. The part of the show where we just talk about something <laughs> and it's basically just the crunch <laughs> from before the rebrand. <laughs> uh, I think so. It's I good. watched a movie on the way back from SLS yeah. called A Marriage Story, uh, featuring two action heroes right. from two of the most popular franchises ever: Adam Driver, who played Kylo Ren, and Scarlett Johansson, who played Black Widow. And apparently, Netflix was like, "What if we they were like married and then they weren't?" Married? Yeah. And then they did that. Yeah. And they made that movie. Yeah. Um, I think that th- some preliminary thoughts going into this movie, I was like, I would not be interested in this movie. Um, I wouldn't probably wouldn't watch it if it wasn't Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. So I had very low expectations going in. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the first seven eighths of it. And then I hated the ending. Really? Yes. Mm, okay. So if you cinematically, if you don't want to hear spoilers, skip ahead. We're probably going to talk about this for a minute to the so. end of the episode. Skip the episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows? Also, don't worry about spoilers. It's not going to ruin the movie for you. Or just pause this. Go watch the movie. Come back and listen to the rest. Yeah, jeez. Um, we're not, we're we not your dad. What do you want us to do? Your homework for you? Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't like the ending? Yeah, I didn't like the ending because I mean, I don't. I guess I don't want to talk about that right away. Okay. Okay. What you you saw it and you tweeted about it. Mm-hmm. What did you tweet about? I just said that they should have called it divorce story. 
That was, that was my only comment. <laughs> it's so true. They started off divorce and then marriage counseling. Yeah. I thought um I liked I liked it. Um I thought there were some there was obviously the argument scene was the argument scene was great. Incredible. I cried when yeah. Adam Driver said to Scarlett Johansson that he wished that every day that she was dead, that she got an illness and got hit by a car. I was like, "Oh my gosh." Cuz you could see and then the way that he breaks down crying afterwards, it's like you can see how much this is like tearing at what the human person's desire is for communion yeah because he loves her but he also hates her and his body knows (laughs) that that's like wrong his soul knows that that's wrong and so it's literally like ripping him apart and you can see that and i was like wow that's like the strength the strength of scarlett johansson's character because like the entire time i was worried i was like holy crap is he gonna hit her yeah i was like is he gonna hit her because then he then he hit the wall and he broke the drywall and i was like oh my god that's not that hard no, Dry, but yeah, drywall is very true. weak. That's true. Drywall is the but Ethan it does, Stevie it of takes, walls. It takes some effort, you know. That's it true. takes some effort to hit yeah. it. If you hit, if you hit a human being with the strength of hitting drywall, you would at least injure them a little bit. But uh, the fact how how strong she is, she like I was worried if I were a woman in that situation, I would be, and she just stood there yeah. and like just stared him down. And it was, I think both of them. I don't like how obviously in the wrong it ended up. He became, you know. Yes. I, uh, I didn't mm-hmm. like that part because I was like, this isn't like, it was like, okay, so he cheated and also he's the one who yelled that he was, she was dead. Yes. And it's like, because you start off in the movie thinking like, oh, well, she's not willing to go through counseling, but it seems like he's superficially willing to go through counseling. Yeah. You know, because he doesn't really open up emotionally, but in the end he does and there's no reward for that character change. Mm. That's why I didn't like it. There's like mm. from a storytelling perspective, there's no reward for that character change. I see. Change. I see. There's no good there, no good came out of it. It was just like mm. okay. It was like it was like when I was constipated a couple weeks ago oh. and I finally got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, you, you texted know, like, me that's, about it. That's how it, yeah. <laughs> that's what friendship is. And it was like it was that it was satisfying in that sense, but then no good came from it. Interesting. I so it, on like the point of who's the bad guy, who's the good guy. Cause they try to paint it as like even of like, it's both yeah. of their faults, which yeah. it is to obvious, obviously divorce in this mm-hmm. case, in this movie was like Scarlett Johansson's character was, um, yeah, not willing to talk. She was holding a lot of things back, which you could tell by one of those, yeah. those early scenes when she left the conversation and was started crying. It's like, yeah, she couldn't say what she felt and she refused to say what she felt. Um, there's a lot of miscommunication between the both of them. She brought in lawyers when she promised not to bring in lawyers. The lawyers escalated when they yeah, thought they weren't going to escalate. Both. She tried to claim more custody, more money, um, was using the child to get, you know, m- more out of the divorce, right? Yeah. And, like, kind of turning the kid away from the dad. The dad, so yeah. that's that's all very bad. Giving the kid, giving the kid everything the kid wanted right. to make dad feel, you know, yes. dad look. It was this classic like divorce situation, right. and it did. The movie did show like how the divorce system. Mm-hmm. I'll get there. It, I'll get the, there. I'll get there. Okay. Yeah. yeah go so on. the but then you look at Adam Driver's character, and he also so at, at the beginning it looks like he's the one that's kind of getting unfairly right like dumped yeah. on, you know. Um, because he's this good guy he's been providing for her he's put her in all of his plays but then the more that you learn that like how controlling he was and how uh-huh. unwilling to compromise he was and how much he didn't listen to her you're like okay i can see that but then the turning point for me where i was like all right he was in the wrong was when he cheated on his wife like yeah. that's it doesn't matter if 
she wasn't sleeping with you or whatever. It's like, yeah, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You cheated on your wife. And then when she escalated, you re-raised the pot and went all in and got Ray Liotta to yeah. be your lawyer. <laughs> and so I think the movie tried to paint them as equal, but that's coming from a worldview where, uh, ha- oh, having, we're cheating on someone. Where fornication is like, is like, okay. You know? Yeah. And so, but that that wasn't even a big deal in the movie. That should have been such a bigger deal than it was, which was annoying. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I guess maybe that's just our our picture. That's just us. But I I think that if mm-hmm. I had if I had written the movie and I wouldn't have because it would have been a lot anyway, different. <laughs> um, it would have been a lot different. Yeah. But I think I think that 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 in order to make that fit, I think it would have been. I what I thought was going to happen was that he was just having like a, a deep friendship with that woman. Mm. And this is my good Catholic boy. Sure. Thing. Our, like, our he lens. was having emo- He was being emotionally unchaste. Yeah, right. Yeah. He was like. He was be he was hanging out with this woman because she reminded him of who yes. his wife used to be right. when they first started dating. They were and isn't that the so much together. more yeah. interesting than just having him right sleep with than her? just oh yeah I decided I was I was feeling a little lonely and I decided to call her up for like a booty call right <laughs> but then like he refused he refused to have sex with her later. I don't so like it shows that the fact that now the crunch has forever entombed the words booty call into its into its uh, history. <laughs> Into now, the, now the next time some Japanese firm is is transcribing <laughs> our podcasts into the USCCB, some bishop will have to read booty call three <laughs> that's times. That's true. <laughs> anyway, some intern. Um, yeah, so I guess okay. I guess you're right. So it the the movie kind of portrayed them both in their eyes, portrayed them both as equally at fault. Yes. I don't really obviously with the whole cheating thing, we don't think that's the case. But I think the movie was trying to portray them mm-hmm. both at fault. So like. I guess in that sense, I understand. Yeah. So you were going to bring this point up. Allow me to. <laughs> the divorce, the divorce system. Uh, it shows how unfair it is yeah. to men. Um, specifically, like Adam Driver's character got the short end of the stick, right? Uh, by like, oh well, custody usually goes to the mother. And he's going to have to prove that he has L.A. residency. And it was so fr- – I, I got physically frustrated when it was like, well, if you have an apartment in L.A., uh, then they'll see that you care. Yeah. But if you just have an apartment in L.A. and in New York, they're going to say that they're going to say that you're you you're too you're split too thin. But if you get rid of your uh, apartment in New York, you're never going to get custody in New York again. And so it's a lose-lose situation all around, yeah. right, for him at least. Yeah. And then later, um, the lawyer's talking to – to Scarlett's character, I don't know their names, and um, it goes. She says like, if you if you mention that you uh, don't always love your kid, they're not going to give you custody. Mm-hmm. So it shows how unfair the system can be towards men Both and women. Sides. I think that's good. What I didn't like was that stupid Mary thing. Yeah, I was, was going to so bring pissed. that up. I was like, I was so pissed. I was like, uh, first of all, um, she was like, God gave Mary the baby and then was it there? And I'm like, God, Jesus, Jesus is God, Jesus you is dummy. God. Like, <laughs> that's other the whole than, point of the. Uh, and he was the one that got crucified anyway. Other than on. that, that whole rant was was interesting because it was like. It was interesting, yeah. Because the Judeo Christian world does look towards Mary as like this pinnacle of virtue, which she is. But is, yeah. the as a guy. Um, we've this this has been proved many times before, but I don't always take the the full view of women into account automatically, because uh, yeah. I think from my perspective, and so like <laughs> seeing that angle of like oh I'm always being compared to Mary all the time, and if I slip up a bit, then the men in my life are going to think that I'm not fit to be a mother because I'm being compared to God or being compared to Mary, Mary. which is interesting because the guys have Jesus. 
to yeah, be and Joseph. Yeah, so it's like I don't know if that holds up, but she did make a compelling point that like this, regardless of its truth, that's how women feel. Yeah, and that like has to be taken into consideration. And I thought that was like wow. I kind of wanted to go back and rewatch that scene because her whole like rant about it was very telling about how the world views the church's view on fatherhood and motherhood and masculinity and femininity. I don't necessarily agree with her. Um, I mean, I guess maybe because she's not a Catholic and brought up Mary, mm-hmm. but in my mind, Mary is not thought of often outside mm. of our circles, I suppose. but I guess that might just be, I don't know. Yeah, um, maybe. I do think that the quote unquote Judeo Christian attitude towards women that we know stretches back like mm. not as far as we think it does. Yeah. But I, I so I, I think the archetypal woman is not Mary. I think the archetypal woman is like Mary, very domesticated and like. What about Helen of Troy? I think that's exactly <laughs> what people think of. Helen of Troy is the. Uh, <laughs> that's the woman that everybody thinks of. Yeah. Um, well, because Mary wasn't Mary wasn't the like the short dressed, the short dressed bob haircut, no. making pies no. in an apron, mom. No, right. That's not who she was. No. But I think that's who people think mm. that the Judeo-Christian worldview thinks Mary okay. is. That's yes, my point. That makes it's sense. like yeah. the homemaker. When when we talk about the homemaker in like Proverbs thirty one, right? It's equivalent to like running a small business. I talk about Proverbs thirty one all the time. All of thirty one. All the time. All the thirty one. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't think that I don't think that people realize what what the what the actual Jewish mother looked like yeah. and how they ran their homes. Yeah. Because up until up until like I don't know maybe 1950 I don't know the, the woman was like in charge yeah. of the house yes because that you, over dad let's think about cottage industry all right uh huh yeah the, it was the whole family working together to make something that they could sell or to do something that they could sell uh-huh. out of the home kids were in on it mom was in on it dad was in on it that was the only way to live. And then mm-hmm. you get the Industrial Revolution, you get World War II, you get the economic boom, and all of a sudden, Dad can go and make enough money for everybody. And yeah. in America, this is important, yeah. in America. Um, and so then that that shifts everything radically. I, then you have suburban sprawl, and then you mm-hmm, have, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... And families become more isolated as they move further yep, away from the city. Yep. So it's just... And then that, so people refer... So t- to a lot of people... After World War II, that's like a new beginning for the American woman. It's a new beginning for the American family, which makes sense yeah. because it was. It was unprecedented. Like, I don't know. The further we get away from World, World War II, the, further, the more we're going to be like, wow, that that changed the world forever. We already know that, but I think it's <laughs> – Yeah, gonna, but intellectually, but we're intellectually, like, oh, wow, crap. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Everything we know about men and women changed because of the the war. Yeah, so I think I think that I think that war. ascribing that attitude to yeah. Judeo Christianity in general yeah. is silly because say <laughs> it's very Americanist. Yep. Taking two hundred years of eh, tradition. A movie made by Netflix is Americanist? I don't believe it. <laughs> and retroactively applying that two hundred year old tradition saying like this is what Jewish Christian Jewish mm-hmm. Judaism and Christianity was, that's six thousand years of history mm-hmm. that you're just like, oh, it was like a nuclear family, right? Yeah. And that's so dumb. Yes. And people just do that without thinking. Yeah. Cause yeah, Bethlehem, there was probably like two thousand people that lived there. They probably all like supported each other, you know? Because yeah. they all lived t- what else are they gonna do? Like they t- the guy who made hay traded for bread, and the guy who made bread traded for like seeds. I don't know, that wouldn't make any yeah. sense. But <laughs> flour. The classic Wait, no, he has flour. He the makes classic bread. hay bread seeds trade. 
<laughs> it's the tra- the trade triangle of 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 the uh, of the Fertile Crescent in the year AD exactly. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, the the <coughs> divorce system, very very interestingly, uh, very interesting portrayal of the divorce system. Yeah. Um, to our final disagreement, yes, please. The movie ends. Spoilers. <clears throat> the movie ends. They fight. Yeah. Um, he moves to LA permanently because he gets residency at a college, yep. uh, UCLA, yep. and then he comes over to Scarlett Johansson's mom's house where they're living with the son and she has a boyfriend Ooh. and they like, they greet each other and they're like, Hey, how's it going? And they, they're like amicable and they're like, yeah, I'll take Charlie this day. And then the boyfriend's like, Hey, Kylo Ren, how's it going? <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm dating black widow over here. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, then they just go off on their separate ways. Yeah. And it was kind of sad because like, they're all going to be the Beatles and he was just a ghost covered literally in it there was something symbolic about the fact that they were all dressed up for halloween and the old dad was covered in a sheet yeah not seen yeah um but still with every them, time they know? did halloween the costumes meant something yeah she was dressed up like what billy joel during his um like the t- the time where he was the most like out there you know and freewheeling yeah. And he was dressed up like the Invisible Man. The Invisible Man, and the, yeah. he wanted the son to be Frankenstein, right? And yeah. what is Frankenstein if not uh, his own creation? Yeah, his own creation, right? A mishmash yeah. of parts, which is like the mom contributing, he's contributing, like artificially created. Like the son is yeah. being used between the both of them, and then yeah, the next year he's a they're ghost. The Beatles, they're a four-man band, right. and he's a ghost. Yep. Yeah. It's just it was that I thought that was super cool. That was cool, but, but I didn't like the ending because it's like, because she ties his they, shoe. Yeah, it's like great. They have they have this big payoff with like, okay, they're finally saying to each other. Like he finally reads the letter that she wouldn't read at the beginning, mm-hmm. and they both finally say to each other all the things they weren't gonna say. Yeah. And I was like, maybe the movie's gonna end like with this full circle. They're gonna be back in marriage counseling, and they're gonna try and make it work. Yeah. But in L.A. this time, because he can, because I do think it would have been a better move personally mm-hmm. than be like. Yeah, I don't care if I'm going to Broadway and have a MacArthur Genius Grant. My family's in L.A. I guess we'll move there. Yeah. You know, because I care about my family more than my job. I thought that would have been a great character shift. It would have been great to, like, show that sometimes people can't win. But then the movie ends, and I'm like, oh, wait, he got to move to L.A. anyway. He got everything he wanted, except he still is not married. I didn't like the ending. It it felt so, like, what? I I think I have an answer for you. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But the movie's not about um, Charlie and Nicole and Henry. It's just about divorce, right? Or it's about marriage in general. It's called Marriage Story. Yeah. Also, I think it should be called Divorce Story. That's just me. Right? No, that's definitely. We talk about how the real antagonist is not Charlie or Nicole. The real antagonist is the system. Is divorce. Is divorce itself. System. And so yeah. when we get to the end and Charlie has changed. It doesn't matter because divorce has already happened, right? The bad thing has already happened. And so he can't be redeemed because he's already he's already split the relationship. He's already made that decision. And so, yes, he his character has changed, but it doesn't matter. And that's the whole point that the movie is trying to make is like, even if you do change, it's going to be too late if you go through this whole process. If you allow the system to drain your money, split your family, wreck your you know future – then it oh, does it does not matter what you do it doesn't matter how you change because you're not going to be able to get it back again and i think you're divorced because you're yeah. divorced and i think that's the point that he was trying to make is that divorce is always the enemy the system 
driving the husband versus wife is the enemy. And even if they're good at the end, even if they love each other at the end, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't it matter. Doesn't matter. Because the, the split that the system made has, is too wide to, to come back over again. What the state has split apart, let no man bring <laughs> exactly. back Exactly, yes. Yeah. And I think that's, that's yeah, it would have been nice to have them back together again or we're at least working on their marriage again. But that's, yeah. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's real. Oh, my gosh. And both of the lawyers, all three of them, were just absolute garbage. Goons. In different Goons. ways. Like, and and – Nicole like totally fell for it. Scarlett Johansson's character yes. totally fell for all of like, oh, let's just let the lawyers handle it. Like that'll be fine. Yeah. He's like, no, don't, because we said no, we said this, this, and this. We can't let this. Which is why I thought like I thought the conflict was not Charlie and Nicole versus their divorce. I thought it was divorcing versus fixing the relationship on your uh, own terms. And it felt like divorce won in the mm-hmm. end. But I understand your point of saying, yeah. like, oh no, this is a this is a warning of don't get divorced. Yeah. Well, that's seriously. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. Even, like, don't do it because it's a bad idea. Even if the, I, that's why. I, even in a no fault divorce state, right. it's still he got a MacArthur Genius Grant. He won millions of dollars, and he was still broke at the end yeah. and had to be a professor. That's why I like this movie is because yeah, it made me cry. Yeah, it was really emotional. But at the end, it like tells a good lesson about divorce, because yeah, yeah you shouldn't be redeemed if you in a manner of speak like it should it should teach us something about the reality of sin right that's what good media that's what we've been talking about for all year with with all these different books and these things like the whole all year all eight days of it you know what i mean the whole past year yeah yeah, yeah. of yeah. with the harry potter and the and the landscape with dragons and all this stuff like what should stories tell us they should tell us something that's true this story tells us that divorce is going to ruin your life and you're probably not going to be able to come back from it yeah. And that's true, right? There's a reason that Jesus teaches that you you shouldn't divorce and then remarry. Um, yeah, because even though they both said they didn't want it, they were like, we'll just split and we'll take, you know, what's mine and you'll take what's mm-hmm. yours and we'll go our separate ways. And then because he put money in a joint account, uh-huh. the lawyer was like, because if you get a lawyer, they all they see are dollar signs. Mm-hmm. They don't care about your life. No. They're not going to listen to you, you know? And then she calls him and she's like, if you don't, if you don't respond within like today, we're taking you don't get a lawyer everything. in LA today. We're taking everything you have, yeah. which is insane. It's it's elevating Mammon over everything else, like over the person. Yeah, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Don't get divorced. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Obviously, Ugh. since I've had trouble with this before, if you're in an abusive relationship, get divorced. You should leave. You should leave. Yeah. But like, <laughs> um, because this is obviously better. Right. This is like you know. Well, it just depends. Yeah. Divorce, is, divorce is really tricky because, like, people say divorce and they can think a lot of different things. Separate from your partner. You're always going to be married because marriage can't be undone. It depends if you get an annulled. It's a whole thing. But yeah, the different. church has set up three different uh, scenarios for uh, separate what it's called separation of bed and board. This is an actual term in moral theology. Thank you. Please. And it determines it. It uh, it describes a situation where. A husband and a wife, though they are still sacramentally married, no longer live together, and this is a morally licit action because of some, uh, some need on either point of, uh, some need on either side of the aisle. I guess you could say, uh, yeah. And I don't remember exactly what the three are, but one of them is abuse. Mm-hmm. So there's other there's other reasons to separate yeah. besides one of the one of them is hitting each other. Yes. You know, and I mean usually it's. Just, and they're you know, separate is different than. 
and divorced. Well, divorce. It's weird because like even if you get divorced, you're still sac. Like the civil. If you get civilly yeah. divorced, you're still sacramentally married. Like there's. Yeah. There's yeah, really yeah, no yeah. way and to divorce your spouse. Yeah, divorce is not the morally pro- the moral problem. Yeah. It is because what what is what is civil matters because you're civilly joined. Right. Like if you're married, you should have a joint bank account, like etc. Yeah. You know, in more normal situations. Mm-hmm. So like di- civil divorce does matter. Yes. But in the end, the problem is divorce and, and remarriage. remarriage. Yeah. yeah. So. So if you like need a divorce to get a restraining order, that's like a whole, fine, or whatever. Yeah. You know? Like, it's a whole different situation. But yeah. the problem is, is like, I think yeah. Again, it's showing what Scarlett Johansson is doing: dating another guy, marrying somebody yeah. else. Not not great for everyone. Mm-hmm. Is anyone really happy at the end? No. no. Henry's not happy. The mom's not happy. She didn't call Charlie Charlie Bird when he walked in like she did every other time at the end of the movie. Yeah. She's got a new friend, which is just a broken – like it just affects all these other relationships besides just yeah. the two. So I don't get the Charlie Bird nickname. I think it's silly. I don't either. But I think it – I think that should – I this, I really liked it. When everybody was saying like, oh, this movie's the best, you know, Oscar nominations, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, there's no way it can be that good. And then I watched it. I was like, all right, actually, I was pretty good. Okay. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm a big science fiction guy. I like it when the spaceships go. I like it when the space wizards go. My favorite movie from do. 2018 was Annihilation, starring Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac, in which nice it, Natalie Portman in space always in goes which well. a, uh, a meteor hit a a lighthouse and created a shimmer zone where everything there was a a bear that ate human uh, voice boxes that. That was my favorite movie, 2018, and I still really liked Marriage Story. So, anyway, Marriage Story is, uh, sorry, Black Bo- Bird Box is about the same thing as Marriage Story. Bird Box is also about divorce. Is it really? It no, definitely not. Okay, I think it's about nihilism. I don't know anything about Bird Box. Bird Box, they look at the thing and they kill themselves. Ah, uh, yes. I think I think the thing is nihilism, and the people who are going around killing everyone, uh, the, the insane people are existentialists, yep. and uh, the people who who are like covering their eyes and like trying to avoid the the bad thing. I think they're postmodernists. This is my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. Much like a marriage story, this podcast is going to end unsatisfactorily. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't think this is unsatisfactory. I like talking about movies with you because I I think it's we I think it's smart. good because our worldview is different than everybody else who's going to review a movie. Than the person who made the movie. Yeah. yeah, this is how Bishop Robert Barron got his start. Right. This is how he became famous. Yes, but by being but a priest we, who sees movies. We also have a different view than Bishop <laughs> Robert Barron because we're not eight hundred years old. And, and we and like work we, out with our golden retriever. We don't bring up Augustine every boat. four words. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I love this. I love this podcast. I love being back. I love recording at my house and not being sick. Yeah, you're you're in a different room. I'm though, just than usual. my the normally recording is right over there, but the table was already out here, and I didn't want to bring the table into the room. Fair move enough. The you got a bookshelf behind you, which is my thing. Yeah. So if I, need I were you to have a radio show, cease and desist. This would be like the the background that with I with Baby Yoda in the background. Is Baby Yoda. It's a, that's a real Yoda. That's <laughs> yeah, real Yoda is the size. Some of, the of baby, us bought so. toys before the Mandalorian came out. <laughs> Not me. Not I said the fly. Um, you can find us on Twitter at the Crunchcast, at Propostle, at Catholic Pat. We're both back on Twitter, baby, all because Father Harrison yelled at me in a bar. Um, <laughs> we are on Instagram. Where are we at on Instagram? 
Oh, at the Crunchcast on Instagram, at the Crunchcast on Twitter. You can follow me at Bro Pop. No, sorry. You can follow me at Catholic Pat Ethan at Bro um, oh yeah, and then you can uh, go to patreon.com slash the crunch. Yeah, five dollars or more gets you access to our Patreon Facebook page. And I have a bunch of really cool stuff for our patrons. If you were a patron in the last year and you never got your reward, even if you stopped giving, you're getting, you're getting one. Don't worry your about it. Reward. Unlike have, Adam we, Driver I'm, at the end of Marriage Story, you will get your reward. You're like Adam Driver at the end. I watched two Adam Driver movies last That's, year. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I saw That's the so two weird. movies that I saw back to back were Star Wars and then Marriage Story. That's and funny. And you know what's really cool is that I did not think of them as Kylo Ren and Black Widow. I forgot to say this. I saw Scarlett Johansson on Broadway in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, uh-huh. and she's an amazing actor. I'm just a like, cat one of my on favorite. Hot Tin Roof. Yeah, that's exactly that. But the first act mm-hmm. of of Cat on a Hot Tin Roof is essentially Scarlett Johansson's character just does one long monologue. Oh, that's fun. And do you remember her monologue in the first in the first couple minutes yeah. of? It was a one shot. Yeah. It was so good. She just did a monologue. Yeah, it was great. so good. It was so good. Watch Marriage Story for yourself. I, There's some sex stuff in it, so don't watch that part. Is there? There's a couple of sex parts. I don't remember. Yeah, it's a marriage I story. Those There's out. gonna be some sex in it. Um, the I really think Adam Driver's great. I just wish he could have a different haircut. Like his haircut just kind of takes me out of whatever scene he's in. Because I'm. Why like, don't you it, just Adam drive yourself to? Because it to, looks like it's a sport clips, you know. And just, it's like a it's helmet. Like a helmet, and I'm like, because I see it it's moving like, like hair. Red. It's just kind of creepy. It looks like it was generated by a computer. <laughs> he's a me. I, yeah, <laughs> it does look like it's me hair. <laughs> it's a preset that he that he attached. Oh I think he's a great actor. I just think his hair is kind of weird. He's got the he's got the factory reset. Um, follow us on Patreon, Patrick. Do you have anything else for the people? You've heard of Hot Girl Summer, but it's time for my chilly boy winter. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you all next week.